Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. Welcome to episode 41 and getting some mind clearance. Now, I'll get into that in the next segment, but I do want to just give you a bit of an update, really, on where I'm at with things. For those of you who have listened for a few weeks, you know that I'm undertaking Operation D-Move, which is my shorter-term goal that fits in with the longer-term direction of being fitter at 66 than I was at 45, now 51, just for uh, information. But my shorter-term goal is to slim down and get rid of the man boobs. I've already been on a journey of trending the weight down and that has kind of plateaued for a bit you know there's been some up and downs um so it's about really sort of re-injecting some some energy and uh, focus into that and in so doing what i'm have introduced is my 133 or as i'm now calling it my 139 uh, and that's the one goal the one cabbage the to lose the man boobs the three slices the three areas which is eat move and rest and the the nine sprout size goals habits or rituals that i am wanting to focus on three in each of those three and eat three and move three and rest so it's been a few weeks since i've started this and just want to give you a bit of an update um just to so so, so we can kind of see how these things play out, play out for me as a, as a sample size of one in terms of the experiment, but to give you some, hopefully a bit of encouragement and also to see that this is far from perfect and it's okay to be far from perfect. But checking in as I'm doing here and now is a good way as you hopefully, I would encourage you to do when you're embarking on any particular goal, checking in, rejigging, reflecting, identifying what's working, what's not, what's sticking, what needs a bit more effort um, and what perhaps you've got nailed and perhaps doesn't necessarily need to focus and we can add in some new to that so where am i anyway since i embarked on it i did have a couple of weeks where um i couldn't tell you whether it was covid or not to be honest tests didn't show but i was i had the old flu and um pretty rough so there was for me a temptation to just totally forget the 139 plan but here's the thing that's the all or nothing isn't it that's the all or nothing mindset that i've talked about in the past and i want to avoid that so what i decided to do was continue with the plan and focus on what i could do and to get back to the things I couldn't do or could do less of, um, you know, when, once I started to feel better. So I focused on the eat, move, rest, um, the CrossFit, which was in the move, move part of the the slice, if you like, is uh, was to get there three to five weeks. Now, in all honesty, uh, I never got there for those two weeks. Um, I might have got the beginning to once and then towards the end as I started to recover, got back to it. But within that two weeks, there was a total lapse in the CrossFit, which is fine, you know. I perhaps wasn't in the best place to do it. It did mean that when I picked it back up, God, was it harder to do. But what I did do was, as an aside, this is not part of the 133, I maintain my 60 till I'm 60. And just by way of a quick sidestep into that, um, for those of you who, are, again, have been listening for a while, you know that I do, I've do. i set myself a challenge last New Year, 2021 New Year's Day, to do 60 burpees every day until I turn 60, which is another eight and a half years. Um, last year, I did pretty well, but I wasn't able to track or tell you how well I did. So this year on New Year's Day, I decided I'm going to track this. And the good news is the very act of tracking seems to have been a real motivator in me keeping going with a 60. So even on the days when I did not feel like, when I felt ropey and under the weather, I did those 60. Yes, I spaced them out. Yes, I might have spaced them out across the day, you know, five here, 10 there. Um, but I did them. And that for me was my touching base and putting a pin in the exercise through that period of, of not so great. So actually when I came back to the CrossFit, 
yes, there was some stiffness and soreness in some of the exercises that I wasn't doing. But come the burpees, I was okay with that. So I, I focused on what I could do rather than what I couldn't. So that was one thing. In general, though, uh, a quick report in terms of the eat, the 16-8 time restricted eating, yep, yeah, off and on, generally okay. I'm finding that an eating window for me is probably 1 till 8.30 or 9, so it's probably more 15.9, you know, and the, the idea is you fast and extend your, your sleeping and your breakfast, your breakfast till later in the day so you have a longer period of, of not eating. Um, that seems to be okay, settling in. Some days when I'm just not as in you know as busy or i might be sitting around the house doing more thinky creative stuff i tend to find the biscuit tin a bit more but um on the whole yeah trending in the right direction just need to maybe dial it in a little bit the lower carb as i say i'm not doing low carb just lowering reducing the sugar and the sweets and what have you again yeah that could probably do with a bit of attention because the biscuit tin does get the hammer from time to time so I, that's one area i need to dial in more protein and veg is the third one and yeah i am dialing up on that i'm finding actually that eating some uh, significantly more protein and i don't mean a massive amount just more than i would normally on a lunch time that later lunch which is actually my breakfast my breakfast um actually does make me feel fuller and less likely to snack and, and what have you during the day so that works um, the move the crossfit i've explained that i am since that recovery that, that period of cold or flu or whatever you want to call it i'm back to it generally making three to five well three to four times a week consistently and noticing the the benefit and feeling different feeling fitter feeling like i'm toning if not adding some muscle on um weights and technique i haven't really done any of that that's one area that i do need to start building in that time to go back and focus on developing some technique outside of my normal crossfit um section cardio and endurance yeah i've been for a few runs but i do need to dial that up as well and build back into that nothing overdone i've got myself down as three times a week to do that um yeah need to improve on that one the rest is about less alcohol yeah i'm trending down but i still need to uh, to monitor that this last week's been good in terms of just avoiding it but you know it's a habit that i that i need to sort of work on time out daily and reduce use of phone total fails on those two um and yeah i can make all sorts of excuses but having reflected on my plan here i do need to do something about that so that's where i'm at i'm not going to go into what i'm planning to do with those and how i'm going to do it i might report back in my next update in some of the ideas the key thing is if you've undertaken a plan whether it's the 139 plan or your own plan it's not to let it completely go off the rails. Reflect, review, and pick up the things that have been working, those sprout-sized things, build them back in. You know, be understanding with yourself, recognize when you haven't, give yourself that little gentle talking to to say, right, let's get back on with that, let's dial that up, and celebrate where you are winning on this. So that's where I'm at. And hopefully that's useful for you just as a bit of a check-in. I'm being honest here with my progress. I feel, in terms of it, my weight is starting to trend back down again, although I'm not using that as a specific measure for the man boobs. It's more about the physical feel and look. And I do feel as if things are changing. Um, but as I said, there's no before or after pictures. This is something that's more subjective feel for me. So that's it for now. Uh, we'll get on with the show and uh, into the mind clearance uh, sec segment where I want to explore the importance of how we clear our mind. But don't forget, you can learn more about embracing your own restless midlife by jumping over to restlessmidlifer.com and check out the Midlife Readventure program, the academy, and sign up to receive some regular updates, tips, tools, and strategies to help you regroup, reshape, and redesign your own restless midlife adventure have you ever felt like there's there's more to life but you constantly have so much to do and just can't find the time to do something with that thought now this is something we've talked about a lot over the episodes you know that feeling that there's more but what i want to specifically focus on is that 
that challenge of even creating some space to think about the thoughts, to think about or explore or allow those thoughts to some airtime, some space just to see what they mean and what the, what they, they are. Now, you're not alone. You know, I've experienced it and honestly I have conversations on a daily basis about this with lots of different people. And I think what there seems to be is a, a common thread throughout. You know, there's that feeling and those thoughts, but there is also the commitments and the responsibilities that we're we're driven and we are we we are motivated to fulfill, you know, whether it's family, work, career, and that kind of thing. And and what tends to happen is that we park those thoughts, those deeper dreams and goals in order to. And I guess let, let's face it. That's why I developed the restless midlife as as an idea, as as a concept, because that's me, um, and many that I talk to, uh, or more accurately, it was me until I started to grapple with the challenges. Uh, yeah, I still have a restless midlife, but that idea of the thoughts and the dreams and stuffing them down was very much me in the past. I'm less inclined to do that now by a long shot. But when I started to grapple with those thoughts and follow the thread of the, you know of those things, the is this it question, and so to see where it take me, um, I think back then I didn't have the the knowledge, the guidance, or the support or the community that perhaps we have now, and that that's really what I'm trying to create with the restless midlifer as well. Back then, good old fifteen plus years ago, I pretty much made it up as I went along, and no doubt made things so much harder so, and things took so much longer and caused a lot of pain for me and those around me. And that's where I think the challenge is that if we don't create some space for those thinking, we can respond and get it wrong. And we respond in one of two ways, I find. And at some stage, perhaps even both, you know. Um, we end up taking the stuff it down, you know, shut the F up and just get on with it path. Um, or we, you know, can effectively, alternatively, just chuck a grenade in our lives and just make some big impulsive rash decision or course of action and then have to live with the consequences. And for me, neither is effective or, or ideal. You know, one is flight, you know, that just stuff it down and avoid. One is fight, that that just do we end up doing something silly and having to just deal with the battle afterwards you know and that's what I want to avoid now if you're lucky enough to have some support a genuinely good advice friend mentor or access to coaching then that can really really help but what I'm trying to get at here is how do we avoid being like that proverbial bull in the china shop sometimes it can feel easy I guess you know that that feeling that um if if something impulsive happens or we take a course of action in the heat of the moment, then it brings it on, doesn't it? It means we have no choice but to deal with it. And in one sense, it can feel like, well, that's the easy way because it does bring it on. It, it, the decision's made in one fell swoop. But we don't have a sense of control, really. We don't couldn't get the, the, the collected calm, reflective control over it. And avoidance in its own way as well is another form of, of avoiding taking control. And one of the things I've learned over time working with lots of people about emotional stress and strain is that sense of less control. At the root of it is a, is a, heart, is, is a powerful driver for emotional stress and strain. And if we are avoiding it or we're responding impulsively, we, we are inevitably out of control. You know, an example from my own life, and there's been plenty, but I have mentioned this one before, was, um, you know, I 
wanted to make changes. I desperately wanted to make changes in my life. And one of them was, you know, I bought into this image of the risk-taking entrepreneur. You know, you just jump ship, burn your bridges and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And I did that. I jump ship from a secure position in the police. Thankfully, it was a career break rather than just a, a resignation or and what have you. But I did it to run a business. <laughs> one in which I had no clue, no clients and no income. Let's be right. And inevitably, it was short-lived. And it proved to be the most stressful year of my life for that and other reasons, you know, a marriage breakup and 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 family, children, dealing with all of that, that big emotional whirlwind. And it, the whole thing culminated really in a watershed moment for me in which I kind of, you know, I got some clarity. And it was when I had to, you know, I was faced with the imminent repossession of our marital home um, going into two months in arrears. I actually had to ring the building site and say, how do I stop this? And was told I had to find two pounds, pay them, and that would buy me a month. So I did that. I had the embarrassment of scratching around for two pounds and going to the building society to do that. And it was at that point where, you know, reality slapped me in the face and thought, I can't continue to do it this way. So much is out of my control. I need to get back in charge. And I had to get real. I had to, I chose to return to policing. Now, there might have been other options for me. That was the obvious way to get back, get to a, an, a regular income and collect my thoughts, lick my wounds. And I had a choice then, get my head down, forget the business dreams and goals and just get on with building that career that I wasn't particularly fulfilled or enjoying in the police and or work in the police, do what I needed to do and refocus and rebuild and relearn and that's what I chose to do and part of that was to not avoid was to avoid this all or nothing approach that I've talked about in so many episodes you know I, it wasn't one or the other you know it was police and I could forget I had to forget my dreams or it was the business and I just had to muck on through and deal with the consequences in reality we can find a different path but it took that catastrophe if you like to get me to realize I need to create some space and actually get rational and think about this and that's what I want to get across, because if we do it right, you can hopefully avoid some of those catastrophes that uh, that I've uh, had to deal with because of my own all or nothing thinking in the past. Um, and we can do this if we adopt that restless midlife uh, approach, because the underlying ethos, the ethos, it's easy to say, is let's just take some time to calmly, rationally reflect and think through the pros, cons, all of that kind of thing. But in order to do that, we need to clear some headspace because what is pressing in on us is often the demands, the responsibilities, the emotional pressure, the feelings of frustration, just I'm sick and tired, of this. I can't handle this any longer, all of those kinds of thinking. And it threatens if it doesn't always tip us into overwhelm a lot of the time. So what I want to do is, just talk about a way to, to do that. And it's not rocket science. It's something you can do. Now, in my Restless Midlife program, the Readventure program and the membership, um, I do provide some tools to do this, but you can do this yourself. It is about, however, getting courageous and acknowledging that your head is full of competing demands, you know, from work, life, responsibilities, and just accepting the real idea of that. And that avoidance is not an answer, but nor is, you know, that fight approach of just rashly making an impulsive decision. We need to consider calmly, and that takes a little bit of courage to face, because one thing your head does not want to do is deal with that in that rational way. It wants to do the fight or flight thing. So what I want to do is, is give you an approach to just help you think about that. And um, it's about 
doing this safely, perhaps in a conversation with a trusted person or in a journal, finding some time and space just to get it out of your head. But before I give you this or, or develop that suggestion, I do need to add a note of caution here. This process in itself can feel overwhelming. You know, finally confronting the things that have your mind, whether by writing them down or talking them out, can feel as if it's raising the anxiety because it feels like, you know, you're opening the Pandora's box and potentially finally confronting them. So don't give up. Don't avoid, and I'm going to do an episode in uh, two, a couple of weeks' time where I talk about how to manage that overwhelm. But recognize that you may need a bit of support in this. You know, may need that friend. You may need to um, take some time, a trusted person, a coach, or, or counselor, or therapist if it's something that's particularly problematic or troubling. And don't eliminate or rule those out if need be. Second common mistake I see is that we rush through the exercise. And as you go through, you see an opportunity to make something and you make the decision there and then. And again, that goes back to that all or nothing. And perhaps, you know, as you go through the process, you have one of those road to Damascus epiphanies and, and you think, right, that's it. That's what I need to do. I need to sort it. So I want to just caution you to slow down. You might be right. There might be something in there. But let's not jump just yet. Let's hold back. Give yourself some time and space to reflect. Because the whole point of this exercise is to give yourself some space. Not just 10 minutes, but perhaps 10 minutes to half an hour every few days, a week, a couple of weeks, just to think this through and to come up with some concrete decisions. It might be the decision that needs to be made, but it's how we implement it and how you think things through. So slowing things down so that your brain is less inclined to jump at that, that one solution. You know, that all or nothing action. So, and I, I guess that ties into, you know, once we start to think, oh, there might be a decision made there, or that's the issue, et cetera. We need to fa come back and factor in the ecology of your, light, your life. You know, we've got that fight or flight approach. And what that doesn't do often is think about you, put you at the forefront, but also the ecology of your life, your relationships, the people that matter to you, your responsibilities, and the things that you really do want to maintain or need to maintain to maintain those relationships and, uh, the, the, you know, the people you care about. So how? Well, there's a phrase I use a lot when talking about how to manage overwhelm and the feeling of powerlessness or stress that can come with it, uh, whatever you want to call it. You know, you call it stress, you call it overwhelm, panic, frustration, um, whatever. And it is this, it's what is, has, what is on your mind has your mind. And I've used this phrase uh, several times over previous podcasts. <sighs> but this is the thing. We need to get this stuff off our mind. And that is the key underlying principle of today, if you like, of this exercise and this process. It's, a, it's not an all or nothing thing. It's not a one-off thing. You know, you might take 10 minutes out initially, but let's, as I said, space this out and allow your thinking to, to surface things as you go. Jot things down. Things that have, uh, occur to you as uh, proving stressful, challenging, worrying, upsetting, you know, the conflicts, the feelings of obligation, the actual obligations and the responsibilities. And you can go a long way if you conduct this process and repeat it over time, you know, in a journal, into a conversation with a trusted person, um, you can go a long way to clearing some of the emotional weight and the clutter to enable yourself to, to actually think more clearly. So that's what I want you to do, really, over the next few days. If this is you, if this is you and you have, you know, you, th there's something, there's an itch to scratch, there's a thought that you, yeah, you just want to give it some space, we need to clear the clutter out. And we need to validate and acknowledge that there's stuff in there that 
you know, needs a bit of attention, needs to be put somewhere reliable, you know, out of your head into something reliable, like a journal or a conversation, so you can organize things. Um, so over the next few days, carve out 10 minutes and decide when works for you, but commit to it and capture that stuff, the stuff that is on your mind. I call it the cabbage audit, and I do have a few uh, worksheets and processes within the, the membership that I'm hopefully soon launching. Um, but the cabbage audit is based around my cabbage and sprouts metaphor. So if you haven't, again, check out previous episodes for that. <sighs> the point is the demands and the, these things are the cabbages. We need to get them out and audit them. And I'll drop a, a link into the show notes for the underlying metaphor in which my daughter Rosie does a little demo of the cabbage, the crackerjack concept that I like to uh, to use for it. But that's what I want you to do for this week is recognize that if, if your mind is cluttered with all of these things, but yet you have those thoughts, it's difficult to honor and give space to those thoughts while stuff is pressing in, the cabbages are pressing down. So get it out of your head. If it's on your mind, it has your mind. Get it onto, into something more reliable. Get it out and hear it with your ears for the first time. Self-organize and get these thoughts and, and identify some actions. Get some clearance and headspace to start to allow yourself to start thinking and honoring those thoughts in a rational, calm way rather than an impulsive way or, a, or, or denying them. So that's it for today. I hope that's useful and I hope that's food for thought. Again, pardon the pun with the cabbages. But I want you to think about that, clear your head, and then allow yourself some thinking time. Take some small bite-sized, sprout-sized chunks of time every day over the next few weeks. And by all means, drop me a line, Dave at Restless Midlifer, if you have any thoughts, questions, or ideas. And you can always jump over to restlessmidlifer.com to find out more about how I might be those. Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links, and resources mentioned at restlessmidlifer.com. And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow Restless Midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing, if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot. And I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier, and more meaningful midlife. Gory adventure. <laughs>